Hello, people. What's going on, ladies and gents? We back. We back. Episode two. Episode two of an, another note. Or on, on another. another note. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, oh my god. Wilding. Oh my god, man. I'm so excited. We are, we on round two though. We on round two. So I appreciate yes, everybody who took the time out to listen to us. I appreciate all the feedback. We definitely are going to take that in consideration. We want to make Absolutely. this the best option for you, man. So but you guys just stick with us. For sure, for sure. That's a must. That's a must, man. That's a must. So how was how was your weekend, man? How, man, how was it your was week? good. It was good. I spent a lot of time listening to the, to music and getting into my zone, man. It was good, man. I did too. I did too. Playoff football. So a lot of things going on, but I did take some time to to listen to some new albums and stuff like that. So yeah. um, we're gonna switch it up this week. Um, I know. I know. We said we are gonna do some album reviews for the most part, and we are. We definitely gonna give y'all what y'all need. But um, I think it's time just so y- y'all to get to know us a little bit. Absolutely. You know, um, you don't know who you're talking, who you're listening to. So um, this episode is going to be uh, a window into why we decided to do this and, and what piques our interest and giving y'all a little bit more of a taste of who we are. So mm-hmm. um, for sure. So we can definitely start with uh, just some simple bio stuff, man. Like, yeah. uh I guess I'll start it off. Uh, my name is Aaron, in case y'all didn't know, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I was born and raised in Columbus, Ohio, um, moved down to Texas about four years ago, uh, 2017-ish, and uh, I love it. I love it, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to stay down here and do my thing, but uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I'm in the tech. I, I'm in the music. <laughs> like that, I mean, Y'all going to figure it out. Y'all going to figure it out from time to time, so... Absolutely, absolutely. And so for me, um, obviously my name is Gabe, in case y'all didn't know. Uh, <laughs> but I was born in uh, southern Illinois, right outside of St. Louis. Um, my family and I moved out here when I was about six or seven years old. So I spent the majority of my life in Dallas, Texas area. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I've had a lot of memories. I grew up, or have a lot of people I grew up with out here. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, obviously, I know my my personal love is music. Yeah, and this podcast thing. So yeah, man. Yeah, man. This is our love. This is our passion. So we're going we're going to share some some pieces of our love and passion with you guys. So um, we we got a few topics that we definitely want to touch on first. Give y'all some some insight and some opinions on what's going on right now. Um, <laughs> one one big thing that that happened was this Kumo D list. Did you did Yo. you see this before? Have you seen this already? Oh, I saw it. Uh, Trust I, me, I saw it. How did you feel about that, dog? Like, I what's think he was wilding. He was. But, okay, so I found some information out, though. I found right. out that this was done in 99. Right. It's a big thing. It big changed thing. my perspective a little bit on it. So as we look up this list. <laughs> yeah. I Yo, I don't know in what, because if this was done in 99, though, like, you yeah. got to think about it. Like, Jay-Z was still, that's three albums in. Three albums? That's, yeah. Reasonable Doubt, that's Volume 1, and that's Hard Knock Life that has been released at this point. Right. And then Volume 3 is on the way, if it's not out already. Right. So, to me personally, that's enough to give him higher than an 84 or 83. Yeah, man. It, it Bro, just in comparison, Hov was like third to last on the list, man. It was, <laughs> it was wild. It was wild. But we, we brought it up here, so let's take a look real quick. Um, All right. So... First thing that stood out was uh, Lauren Hill, man. Lauren Hill's elite. Yeah, she probably was. I would say the top rated artist on the list. Yeah, uh, 
One um, thing, I know you said it's 99, but she got a 10 for uh, her stage presence. She ain't never <laughs> present on the stage. So so we got we to gotta adjust that a little bit in real time. But but yeah, uh, definitely definitely an interesting list, man. Definitely an interesting I'm like, list. I'm seeing people like Tretch at an A. Like Tretch can rap. Tretch from Naughty, from Naughty by Nature, for those that don't know. Um, everybody knows Tretch can rap, but he got nines and tens in areas where I didn't expect anybody to have nines and tens. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it doesn't make any sense to me, but I will say I like the metric he used. Nah, um, he definitely he definitely used a good metric, which was which was which was good. He started uh, vocabulary, articulation, creativity, originality, versatility, uh, voice, record, stage presence, sticking to a theme, and innovation. All, all good points. All, all good good options to weigh yeah a mc on but uh um, i just think it's just so like i sense a lot of, jay-z was at an 82 i said at 84 so i gave him some i gave him some points man 82 82 man 82 he right with the with the fat boys pun got an 82 that's wild i, I figured pun even at that time was was on top so i was just and pun was a new artist at that time so i guess i get it yeah um but still, like just rapping ability alone, like yeah, I I heard deep cover uh, ninety eight with him and Fat Joe, like right. I, it's certain things that just don't make logical sense to me, and that's one of them. Ones. <laughs> yeah, like, I just don't get it. Nah, even I, Black Thought being at an eighty three. Black Thought, oh, that's what I'm saying, man. It's it's a lot of a lot of things. Snoop, obviously, Red Red Man was was booming at the time, but. Yeah. But damn, they they hold my dude too short for sure. So with a seventy six, Mace is at a seventy nine. Yeah, bro, they they just doing in ninety nine. Wait, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. I don't know when this list came out, but yeah, no. Nah, there's a lot of I'm things. Sorry. There's a lot of things. I'm not rolling. <laughs> I'm not rolling at all. <laughs> nah, bro. For real, for real, bro. So I mean, that's just one of the things we want to touch on. I mean, that's I I got an idea. We might want to try to come up with our own list at one we point. We have to. Bro. I just feel like a, we have to. Just a new age list, man. Just to give people the taste of like what we think. Yeah. What we think. But like I said, I do like that metric. I feel like if we do do a list, we got to do it with that metric. Because it makes it, it's like it has to be sliders. It can't just be like, oh, you're an exceptional rapper, so I'm going to put you at an A. It's not fair. Nah, you're um, right. You're right. So I do really like the metric he used. I just think he used it wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, for sure. And, and it's and it's it's interesting because some of those things that they were judged on uh is is not looked at the same in in today's society. Like right. like uh sticking to a theme. Yeah. Sticking to a theme may be something that we not look down upon, but mm-hmm. somebody who is able to maneuver amongst like different themes is right. something that we praise now. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So that would be a different metric that we probably have to look into. But it, um, it definitely needs to be tweaked and adjusted for a newer era, right? Because um, like articulation is important, of course, for a yeah, record, but that's not necessarily something to important. To grade right now. newer rappers on articulation is not fair at right, all. Like, right, 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 right. Um, and so I get it if this is '99, like that maybe was a, it, maybe you have some bias there mm-hmm. at that time. Like mm-hmm. I get it, I do get it, but I, I mean, I don't buy into a lot of these lists to be honest, but. Nah, bro, you right. You much right. respect to Kumoti. <laughs> much respect. Much respect. <laughs> this just ain't it. Much respect. Uh, we had another topic as well. 
uh, on IG, you said you found a post about something. Yeah, yeah. So um, I was looking at actually it was on um, I believe the Roy and Maul podcast. They were talking about um, classic albums, like, and they brought it up in conversation talking about Lil Wayne and how like Maul mentioned that Wayne may not have a classic album, like a bona fide classic album. Oh, and okay. I'm wondering, like, what is the metric of a classic album? Because we're talking about all these standards and things like that in reference to the Kumo D list. Like, I wonder how do we create standards for that classic album? What is the definition of that? That's true, man. That's true. And it's interesting because I had a conversation with somebody else about the same exact topic about mm-hmm. Wayne not having a classic album. Yeah. And I thought it was just, like, out of nowhere. So mm-hmm. it was obviously a topic that was going on. Yeah. Um. I guess, what what is your definition? I guess we can start off with that. I feel like my personal definition is something... I have two parts to this definition. So the first part is um, I believe that a classic album has to impact and make a change in the entire sound um, mm. of a particular genre. So, like, I gave the example last episode of Trap Soul mm-hmm. being classic now. Mm-hmm. I can call that a classic now because everybody does a Trap Soul sound now. Mm-hmm. There's no male R&B artist that has not even attempted that trap soul sound. So it changed, mm-hmm. it shifted an entire sound. Also, when I think of a classic album, I mean, it has to have hits. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to have songs that last, stand the test of time. That's why I feel like, personally, Jay-Z has a few classic albums versus right. a Wayne who only has arguably one. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, um, right. Not to say that Wayne doesn't have hits because he does, but it's just like the they're very sporadic hits and like you know mm-hmm. how like not project it's not project hits yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? yeah. so what is your definition no nah, I, I feel it the same way so some some an uh, album that impacts the culture in a way that you can't deny mm-hmm. uh, an album that represents um not necessarily a generation but a timeline mm-hmm. on the on that that timeline of hip-hop history that you, you speak on a time the 90s early 90s or early 2000s like mm-hmm. you have to mention this album yeah um something that doesn't necessarily have to be too like numbers based. Yeah. Um, doesn't have to be like the hottest, most selling album, but just something that that you look back to and just like, oh yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, it it, it connects with with memories that you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just represents a time. So um, I looked up a kind of a, a a brief definition of what a classic album is, and it, it's, okay. it's kind of re- reiterating what we actually said. So it said the term classic in terms of hip hop means any album uh, that not only separates itself from the bunch, but it does so in such a unique and counter-cultural uh, fashion. It requires mm-hmm. delicate timing and thought, the type of which is bold enough to challenge the status quo and which uh, creates new boundaries. So mm-hmm. um, it's, it's kind of re- reiterating our, our specific point um, that we just made. So you said... The dude said on IG that Wayne did not have a classic album. So yeah, well, this is Maul that said that. So, oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. So Maul. yeah, he said Wayne did not have a classic album, and I was like, I kind of feel him on that. Okay, because I mean, like when you think about it, so Carter one, like well, the Carter, nobody really remembers that album. I mean, there's you remember Go DJ, you remember some of the other songs on there. I was that mm-hmm. Carter? That was Carter one, right? What Go DJ? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so. You remember some of those songs, but it's not. You don't remember the album as a whole. Carter Two, how many songs off of that album do you remember? That's my personal favorite Wayne album, so I remember more than probably most people. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. Carter Three, I mean, obviously, like Lollipop is one of the big his biggest songs ever. Yeah, Mrs. Officer is a huge song. Yeah, 
I mean, but in terms of totality, like I feel like Wayne is not one of those artists that's gonna give you that masterpiece album. If you know what I'm saying, he's a great true. rapper. He's that's true. excellent with his pen. So I think people, and I'm trying to articulate my point well. I, mm-hmm. I think people, people put Lil Wayne at the top mm-hmm. in, in most conversations. Most conversations, um, and it's hard to have somebody at the top without a classic album. Right. And I think they referenced Carter too because Carter too was the album that projected him to be uh, this this star the stardom that he found. So they had to pick one, right? You know what I'm saying? And why not pick the one who who like catapulted yeah. his career? So I mean, Car- like, by the time we got to Carter three, like he was already a superstar, and so him putting out songs like "Got Money" and "A Millie" and yeah. "This Is Officer," like they were already in route to go where they went you know what i'm saying it's expected it was expected at that point right um and so i don't know if i can call carter three a classic i'm not back on it i'm not if anything i would i would say carter two but now that we brought up the conversation it's definitely something that i'm like is it a classic or is it just it's a personal like it's a personal classic i think i I think that's where we got to make the distinction right because i have albums that are personal classics for me carter two is one of those Right. Um, like, I can name a few other ones from other artists, but, like, I agree. Like, I just don't think that we can consider that a universal classic. Right, right. I, I'm thinking back, and, and it's hard to to have, like, different generations speaking on classics because right. there could be an album that's a classic to our generation mm-hmm. or the generation after us that we don't agree on. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily make it not true. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because it's impacted their culture during their time, which right. they might have a different culture than we do yeah. because we grew up at a separate time. So, And I also think that, like, for example, To Pimp a Butterfly mm-hmm. is a classic no matter the age. Yeah. I mean, I think I've heard yeah. that consensus from older dudes to younger to our age group. Like, So, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's a point. A, that's a certified classic album. That's and that came point. out in 2014, 15. That's a point. So it doesn't necessarily, it's not about the time necessarily. It's That's true. more so about the quality of the album and the work that it did. Um, That's true. That's true. Impact. That's right. So so do we have to like raise the scale to, for the classic album to be universal across all boards? Like I but think in so. order for it to be a classic? I think so. I think okay. because you got to think about it. That's to Pimble Butterfly specifically, yeah. we're talking about that as an example. Mm-hmm. It came out during a time where it was racial injustice going on like it is today mm-hmm. um but it was one of the 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 albums that we weren't expecting to get from an artist from that era you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. kendrick was great we loved good kid mad city mm-hmm. um we already knew what kendrick was at that point but we weren't expecting to get an entire album rooted in black culture man um, man and, and just everything every aspect of, like content had so musicality. much substance musicality the, the 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 instruments and and all, all the everything in a package that that you wanted in an album and it, it progressed throughout the whole album it told mm-hmm. a story it painted a picture it was such a visual album it was which which i think should be a criteria when it comes to classic album how visual yeah. is it how 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 much does it put you in yeah. a space where you're not necessarily at right now like right as, it, it was amazing and Similar artists like like Kanye. Um, mm-hmm. Kanye has a couple classic albums to me, in my opinion. In yeah. my opinion, his first two albums 
I, I would think are are pretty much classics. Arguably, first three because graduation, right, right, probably is right. Graduation is the one where where people it won't be unanimous to typically. Yeah. First two is obvious, obvious. Graduate- the thing about a classic too, yeah, is that it's not always about. I don't want to just solely like lean on commercial success because That's graduation true. had at that time the most commercial success out of any Kanye album. True. So I don't know what it would be today um, in his catalog, but graduation at the time was his biggest album. Right. Songs like Stronger and stuff like that that went well beyond what Kanye where Kanye was at that time. Um, yeah. And kind of took him out of that kind of backpack realm you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so, he, he created a lane and then of course my twisted dark fantasy is we know what that is obviously a classic so, <laughs> we I know mean, what that is that's a great conversation to open up to like later on um yeah. I, I think i think that's an option bro i yeah. think we definitely need to do that but we definitely uh, need to just go through some of these artists and really assess who <laughs> who has true classics and who doesn't yeah bro because i i think it's, it's gonna be interesting it. We, we do. Use the word we do. Too much. We do. We do. I think. I think there shouldn't be too many classics in a decade. Maybe. Maybe four at the max. In my opinion, I agree. Over a decade, but I, I mean, we'll see. That's definitely an option. We go through our our personal classics, yeah. um, and then make our own Kumo D list, bro. That, <laughs> that's gonna be an option, bro. I, I'm gonna I'm fuck with that. I think. Oh yeah, I fuck with that. I think. Speaking of classic albums according to Timbaland <laughs> oh this next one we talked about we're about to talk about oh gosh the weekend yeah yeah the weekend album weekend album was 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 highly anticipated of course his marketing scheme everything the weekend does now is extravagant like even if I don't agree with the choice it's yeah. just he he does he does the most, which yeah. I, I fucking appreciate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I appreciate it too. I appreciate it from the standpoint because I'm like one of them people that don't necessarily prefer Weekend's voice. Okay. Um, so I like that he kind of did this a little bit. Like I like that he did more of an '80s pop sound because he has more of an '80s pop voice. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Like I don't want him singing, like trying to actually sing, sing. You know what I'm saying? Because it yeah. doesn't come off right. It doesn't hit the same. Like earned it was. A cool song, yeah. But you could tell it was just, it just didn't seem right. I feel like if you give that song to another artist, that's they gonna kill it. They are gonna kill it. Yeah, from a music standpoint, it obviously did numbers, but that's true. That's true. I mean, yeah, like you said, the weekend is. I I wouldn't consider him necessarily a vocalist, even though he tries to be for sure. <laughs> but I but he, I can tell he cares about his craft, and that's yeah. one thing that I I have to kind of appreciate, even if I don't necessarily agree with his sound, mm-hmm. like. I, I can appreciate the time and effort that he puts into everything that he does. Yeah. Um. And obviously, he ain't got to change nothing because it ain't broke. He's still selling like crazy. At so all. I just this album though. How you feel? How you feel overall? First listen. Overall, I wasn't. I wasn't a fan. Like, I I didn't like a song until I got to Out of Time, and that's seven songs in. Hmm. That's that's too long for me. Like that's I don't. If I wasn't a music fan, mm-hmm. I would have been done with this album before I even got to Out of Time. Yeah, like Out of Time, uh, Here We Go Again, Best Friends. That part of the album is the best part of the album to me. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's always been a disconnect with me <laughs> since with, House of Balloons. Okay, with uh, with Weekend. Weekend. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. Like when it first came on, 
I didn't know that was Jim Carrey at first. I was like, hmm. I didn't either. I, I just found it out recently. Which I found it g- out in the credits. It gave it gave him points for me because I, I fuck with <laughs> Jim Carrey heavy. So. Right. But uh, the first two songs, the intro was like, all right, so that's different. Mm-hmm. Um, second song, third song, fourth song. By that time, I was like, all right, so this ain't what I necessarily want. Right. But um, I, I'm gonna try to just listen to it. As it it is yeah. to to see if I can figure out what he was trying to do or not what he was trying to do what he actually did. Yeah, um, like, it, I appreciate it from an artistic standpoint. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those things that I necessarily wasn't used to the sound, so I, I wasn't necessarily something that I was like blown away with like mm-hmm. immediately. But I was like, all right, so this is what he gave us. Mm-hmm. Let's just take it for what it is and try to experience what he intended yeah. us to experience. So after I did that, it was enjoyable for me. Not something I would probably go back to, mm-hmm. but it was something very enjoyable for me. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I, I might listen to it again this weekend and see if I uh, I can pull something out of it that I like personally. Mm-hmm. But for what it was, it was like a movie. Oh, that was a good movie. I wouldn't see it again, but it was, yeah. a, it was a good movie. That's kind of how I started to look at it, too. I just feel like, I don't know. I think Weekend is in a space where he's doing, he's found his He's found his sound. Mm-hmm. And I think after Starboy, after the success of Starboy, and then going into the next few projects that he's mm-hmm. put out, it's all kind of been in that similar vein. Yeah. Um, and I think he's comfortable in that space because it doesn't require him to be a vocalist. Yeah. Um, and it, it, he gets to be artistic. Like, he's, I've seen him dress up as this old man <laughs> yeah. all over the internet. Like, it's yeah. cool. I think it's really dope. Um, I appreciate it, like I said, from an artistic standpoint. Yeah. Um, but some... Some, I mean, art is in the eye of the beholder, so I'm just not a fan of it. Yeah. I'm not a fan of really this sound, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but it's his sound now, and I feel like that's where he is, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, nah, he, he definitely, I, I would call it, excuse me, I would call it an evolution. It was definitely evolution, Um, yeah. just from where he came from. Like, the the sound of House of Blooms, excuse me, in the uh, Thursday, of course, mm-hmm. uh, that, that sound has progressed into something that, would not be the same artist if you listen to both albums today. Right. Which I, I don't know. I mean, for what it is, what do you think? I mean, content wise, it's very similar. Mm-hmm. But I just, I agree. Like, I feel like I never would have expected him to transition to this, if that makes sense. Like, and it's not a bad thing. I just, it's just not for me. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, Starboy was cool i like songs like sidewalks and mm-hmm. stuff like that but it just wasn't for me as a, in totality mm-hmm. um my dear melancholy was cool again the same thing like i feel like since like 2016 it's been the same thing with weekend um sound wise so yeah it's just not for me <laughs> yeah bro i mean i agree i agree it's something that you definitely have to i guess get used to mm-hmm. but um but yeah i mean Speaking of just sounds that we like, man, um, and we touched on it at the beginning of the podcast. We we were going to let you guys know like a, a little bit more of like our our insight and our taste in music, mm-hmm. and kind of a representation of the sound that we kind of gravitate towards. Yeah. Um, so we got a few songs that represent us specifically mm-hmm. that we want to just definitely give you a taste of. So yeah. uh, you said you had one song you want to start off. Yeah. yeah. So um, for me, I was raised in a household with. Anything musically you can think of. So my dad was an artist, or technically is still an artist. Um, my brother is a rapper. Like, both of my brothers rap for a long period of time. So, like, 
I've been surrounded by all different types of music. My dad is a music head himself, so like mm-hmm. I heard everything from the Eagles to Stevie to Prince to Journey to like country music, like classical jazz, like all that kind of stuff. John Coltrane, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. So I grew up in a yeah. household filled with music. Yeah. Um. And so one of my favorite albums, because it's my dad's favorite album, to be yeah. honest, um, is "Songs in the Key of Life" by Stevie okay. Wonder. Okay. Um. And so. First song on the album is called Love in Need of Love Today. Okay. Um, which is a classic. Everybody, I'm sure, knows it if you yeah. heard that album. But um, we'll play a little bit of that. Yeah, for sure. Let's get it started. Good morning. your friendly announcer I have serious news to pass on to everybody what I'm about to say couldn't mean the world's disaster could change your joy and laughter to
certified right. classic, bro. Absolutely, absolutely. So like for me, this is like that entire album is one of those that I just like I just put on sometimes and ride. Like it just kind of brings me back to like home. You know what I'm saying? Um, I remember hearing that album, the entire album from front to back, playing in my house growing up. So mm-hmm. um, Stevie is one of those artists for me that will always have a place in my heart um, just because I've literally grown up hearing all of his albums and his music. That's my dad's favorite artist. Yeah. So. Nah, bro. I mean, that's. I mean, of course, Songs of the Key of Life is probably a top five album of all time to me. Absolutely. Like, in any genre, any music at all, like that's one of the things that you cannot, you cannot go wrong with. Mm-hmm. Even I mean, my mom's like 50th birthday party, like I made like this video for. Her, had the, uh, of course Stevie Wonder, uh, birthday in the yeah, background. But I, then I, I played like a melody of songs of the Kid Life, and then everybody in the room was rocking with it. Yeah. Like it, it could be five year olds was there to mm-hmm. to eighty year olds was there, and they yeah. all just rocked with it. It's great energy, great all positive <laughs> energy. So I, I rock yeah. with that heavy. Um, speaking of my mom, my mom, she she was super into the church, so I didn't really listen to nothing in her house except gospel music, which was amazing. <laughs> like that's one of the reasons why like I appreciate gospel music to like a higher key. Yeah. But it was something that was like ah, I want to get a little, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get a little. So my dad, my dad uh, didn't listen to any songs of like today or during the time the 90s. Mm-hmm. She didn't. He didn't listen to no 90s R and B, no 90s rap, no nothing. Right. It was always a little older, 70s, mm-hmm. 80s, just just something a little older from his childhood. Mm-hmm. So one of the groups that he 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 definitely loved and played all the time was Ohio Players. Of course, I'm from Ohio, so he rocked with them heavy. Uh, I'm gonna play a, a short clip of a song that y'all probably know for sure.
Another classic, another classic, man. It's fire, no pun intended. <laughs> right, right, fire, no pun intended. But yeah, man, it's just a taste, man. That's all I heard, that type of funk music growing up, some George Clinton. All, all that stuff yeah. was was constant in every road trip that we did. Absolutely. Every 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 family reunion, every family dinner, that's all I heard on that yeah. end. So I, I that kind of formed my general taste of sound. Uh, I always seen myself like going towards or being comforted by like some funk you know yeah. some 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 horns some you know what i'm saying yeah i'm the same way too like so like for me it was isley brothers zapping roger troutman mm-hmm. um like all of that stuff i grew up on so like it's it's one of those things like i feel like now i catch myself leaning towards a nice bass line or mm-hmm. a, a guitar solo like i'm very big on instruments right um and so with that um this next song that is one of my personal it's my personal favorite artist mm-hmm. um currently i guess even though he's not really actively rapping yeah um it's just, it's i just think it's so dope because i was able to like pick out i knew this sample the moment i heard it like, okay okay <laughs> first time i heard it i knew exactly what it was um so this is kendrick i right. um and for those that don't know the sample is um isley brother sample all right we got it Who's that lady? <laughs> this is a world I have been through a whole lot. Trial, tribulation, but I know God. Satan wanna put me in a bow tie. Pray that the holy water don't go dry, yeah, yeah. As I look around me, so many motherfuckers wanna tell me. But they don't be gonna never drown me. In front of a dirty double mirror, they felt me. And I love myself. The world is a ghetto, big guns and dicky eyes. Another classic. That who's that lady sample? Who's that lady sample? All right, man. Kendrick, I'm, I'm anticipating, man. I'm anticipating, man. man. I'm always anticipating. Kendrick. I mean, everybody's anticipating, but sometimes it feels like 
it, it feels like it gets to a point where you just need Kendrick. Like, yeah, it, it's like to the point where you like yeah. fiending for it. The at culture this point. needs Kendrick because all the music that's coming out now, great music, great music, but we need something like a tone setter, a tone setter, some substance that represents like how we feeling at the moment. It mm-hmm. seems like every single time he drops, he releases a project that's kind of just the sound of the yeah. moment. The it sound changes of, the energy in the room. Man, man. Like, That's why he's my favorite. I mean, like, I don't know too many artists that really every time they drop something, it changes the entire temperature. Like, yeah. I mean, to be honest, Drake doesn't do that anymore. Not at all. Not at all. He just kind of, he, he, he he's adaptive for yeah. sure. Drake has always been adaptive, but he doesn't change the sound of music. And he doesn't, he, he doesn't impact culture too much bro yeah, for me I, exactly. I, I i gotta not speak on everybody and i know we said we weren't gonna talk about drake every, every podcast, podcast but so. this is two down so <laughs> let's, let's hope the third one ain't the same so um but I, honestly bro as far as taste wise we're gonna keep the same type of energy it, it kind of funk uh 70s inspired music um because that's that's where all my 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 heart comes from so uh this is acid part two uh sebastian michael is one of my favorite artists uh, we're going to give you a little taste of that. Yeah, again, 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 that is Sebastian Michael, um, Acid Part 2. Yeah. Um, it represents the new new age funk. That's a newer <laughs> album. Um, again, we have we could be here all day if you really want to go down to it. So we, we kind of narrowed it down to just three songs a piece yeah. just to give you a taste. And, of course, that's what the Heat of the Week is for. We're definitely going to implement our taste and our, our, our heart and music with the heat of the week and even segments that we create. So just stay tuned for that. Yeah, absolutely. You got to stick with us to learn everything about us. You know what I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> we got a lot of variety and taste. For um, sure. Because it sounds like we both grew up in a household with a wide variety of sounds. So Yeah, 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 for sure. But um, going to that point, I mean, I feel like 
This next song that we're about to play um, is a newer artist. Her name is Amber Mark. Um, it's called, the song is called What It Is. But this song represents for me um, when I told you guys that I love instruments and instrumentation. Um, just a bass line that, like, that's everything to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a bass line and some nice guitar solos and some horns here and there. Like, all of those instruments to me are very important. And I feel like they don't get highlighted enough. Yeah. Um, and so it's really dope to hear an artist, a newer artist, that still is using instruments in their records. So, um, this is again, this is Amber Mark, what it is. fire bro yeah that song is super fire and you gotta go check out the guitar solo in there they started going crazy at the end uh, for sure so, for sure what it is amber mark what it is amber mark please go yes. check that out please go check that amber mark is fire 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 Her album's coming soon too so for sure we'll, you probably hear us talk about that <laughs> of course we will of course <laughs> all right so my next song um kind of changing the sound just a little bit you might still hear some influence uh 70s influence in in this song but this is one of my favorite like R&B artists, as I said in the, the last episode. Um, I'm heavy R&B influence. So uh, this is kind of somebody who that I, I, I'm really rocking with the with the wave of the sound. So check it out. This is Marco McKinnis. This is Energy. You just wanna save your energy. You won't break my heart, just say you're not into me. Just let me hold you, you won't have to walk. When you look in your eyes, there is no need to talk. Holding down 
Again, again, y'all can hear the little influence, the, the horns in the background. Yeah. That's uh, Marco McKinnis Energy. Please check that out. He's a not a, not an up and coming artist, but he's he's kind of low right now. He's going black, definitely boom soon, boom soon. Yeah, it's really dope, man. I like it's so dope hearing like the trajectory of influence. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. um, going from. Yeah, you playing Ohio players to Marco McKinnon. It's like yeah. you can kind of. It's still like you hear the influence. Like you do you do? Um, and it's it's so funny how like what you grew up hearing and the things that you listen to on a regular basis like taps into your psyche so much that like when you listen to newer artists, it's still ingrained in there. You know what I'm saying? Facts, facts. Um, and so that's kind of. I really appreciate the foundation that was given to me, man. Nah, man, me too, man, me too. I I, I can't thank my pops enough, my mom enough, because yeah, we definitely. I, I think I think I want to touch on some gospel music eventually. I do eventually, too. we we gonna talk about like that. my dad was a whole gospel singer. All so, right, like, so, so good, 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 good. <laughs> we definitely gonna touch on that because because that yeah, that was too. a big influence on on the sound I like too. So same. we can touch in the gospel bag. We definitely going to. But you said you got one more. You got another one too. Uh yeah yeah. So um this one for me is very very special so like i said my dad is a gospel singer mm-hmm. um and so this is one of his songs it's called greater is he um you get to really hear why i love vocals so much because my dad is a true vocalist so um this is greater is he by Outfront. And not be alone. 
So in case y'all didn't know, that was the first time I'm hearing that. <laughs> that is wild, bro. Yeah. That, that is wild. That's your pops? Yeah, man. So I literally grew up in a house with that. <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, so, I grew up in a house with my dad singing, but he ain't sound like that. <laughs> for, for sure, for sure. So my influence is deep, man. It's deep. Um, I remember my dad putting his album on like every time I go to sleep. So like I literally have heard this album from front to back so many times. I can't even okay. name it. But Okay. Um that was before I was even born. So um Oh wow. <laughs> wow, bro. So yeah, he's been doing this a long time and so you, um I, like I said, I appreciate the foundation that was laid cuz Yeah, you definitely got some impact and some definitely like to be in a a home that that that's that's wild, bro. I yeah. we going to definitely touch on that a little <laughs> bit more, bro. Cuz I ain't had none sure. of that. That is wild. That's wild. <laughs> But uh, that kind of wraps up this episode, too. We just want to give you all a taste of, of what we like. Um, and, again, we're going to do that week to week for sure, every week with the Heat of the Week. Yeah. Um, so just stay tuned for that. That's definitely going to be a, a song of our of our liking. So um, stay tuned. But um, I guess Speaking you Speaking of Heat of the Week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a Heat of the Week, sir? Yes, sir. Um, so this is an artist that I was not familiar with at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally just random – like, you know how you – listening to like songs and stuff on Apple music or whatever mm-hmm. let me just bump into something mm-hmm. this was one of those situations um and so this song is dope man okay this is dope it gives like if you like leon bridges vibes oh um, okay it's kind of the vibe i get from this so this is um never say by jags ross all right let's hear it Faded picture of you and me hanging on my bedroom wall that kind of symbolize our love. Just an outline of what it used to be us. But you're the one I wanna call right now. You're the one I wanna see somehow. Cause old habits die hard. And old feelings don't part. They just get tucked away, hidden safe from all the pain. Yeah, that was uh, that was Jack Ross. That shit was fire. Yeah, shit was fire. Um, I'm gonna leave you guys with uh, with with my sleeper. I just came across this dude recently. Um, it's Black Vintage. Uh, Black Odyssey is the album. Uh, this is uh, again on the same thing. It's called uh, Funkintology. <laughs> so um, check it out. And thank y'all for listening to episode two. I appreciate y'all coming out. Definitely going to be more to come uh, weekly. Tuesday drops. Just stay tuned, y'all. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Peace.